Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money for such. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, You would think after a certain amount of time that this would just become really simple and easy. They keep changing things. <clears throat> the internet keeps changing. The devices keep changing and then occasionally your son manages to engineer a circumstance by which your work laptop crashes through the screen of your home laptop. Yikes. Yeah, I have a big bouncy ball in the room with all the... Uh, you should probably get that checked. It might be a fluid build-up. Computer gear, which the kids love to bang around, and I'm just like, can you not? Uh, big bouncy balls. That's what we're talking about, aren't we? Yes, this is the, the Big Bouncy Balls podcast. Um, it's it's meant to be ironic, folks. We're not upholding the patriarchy here. On the Bulls podcast, we were deliberately trying to come up with the most um, gruntingly cretinous. My fucking Twitter handle is Doctor Yobo. Do you? If you don't get the joke by now, I can't fucking help you. He's Bezo. That's his name. So he's, that's not, not quite much, a Twitter. Not much joke. I can do with um, that. No, that wasn't a bit. He was. He wasn't trying for anything. I, I, I was driving home this afternoon, and I was like. That was your first mistake. I, I, I don't know whether there's there's too much analysis to be done on this game. Like, if Al Horford's going to be 2015 Clay Thompson. The, the, well, this is the problem. I was I was thinking much the same thing. I was thinking, how the fuck do you get an episode out of one game of basketball where basketball happened? I mean, this this is actually. I mean, I've talked about this in previous years. I don't enjoy the finals as much as I do the regular season because there's less stuff going on. Or there's even less the to fir- talk the, about. The fir- I found the first round of the finals really enjoyable because there was just so much. Yeah, sort the second of round sucked. Going on. Yeah, the second round was pretty pretty bad. Um, Games were awful. I mean, this was this was a good game for three quarters, pretty much, and then it then it it just it, you know the, the the Celts ran away with it. It was like the third quarter Dubs got overtaken by the fourth quarter Celtics. Um, it was kind of like, I mean, it, it was, for the three quarters, it was what we said it was going to be, which is the Celtics have not seen anything like this before. And that was absolutely true in terms of their defense against the Dubs offense. But what they had seen before was the was the other side of the ball. They've definitely seen a team that doesn't guard them on the perimeter. They call it the Milwaukee Bucks, and they beat the shit out of them. Yeah. And that's pretty much where the Celtics won this game. They just kept shooting threes because they were invited to keep shooting threes. And uh, if that's the way the series goes, the Celts will find four games worth of heat checks shooting threes from outside and they'll win the series. I, like, I almost thought if Draymond's going to shoot like this, he was awful. Kerr might have to bench him in down the stretch, like, uh, which sounds insane. But, like, if he's, not, if he's not defending Horford, if Horford can just run around and do that and you're not getting any well, offense out of him. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like well, Clay, Clay was also awful at perimeter defense. You know, the guys who, you know, he was he was on um, Tatum for a bit, and he was on Brown for a bit, and they were both, both and Derek White for a bit. They all lit him up. Yeah. It's just the problem when you when you've had the level of injury that he's had. That's where it really costs you. 
See, see that's the funny thing is, is that Steph and Wiggins did their part, right? Steph got his 34 points. Wiggins got 20 points and kept Tatum pretty quiet. But it was the, I don't know, the team scheme or what it like. I just, I'm just a bit baffled that they lit him up 40 to 16 in the last quarter. Like, because they, they just weren't defending anything. But I get, I guess if the threes are falling, there's just nothing you can do. And this is, this is sort of, I don't know if it's the malaise, but do they need to make the three point shot harder to make it less easy just to blow games out like this? To make it a more discreet skill again. It certainly is an unsatisfactory way to see a game end. Especially since it was so sort of back and forth for most of the game. You know, like the, the Warriors yeah. started red hot. The Celts sort of fought back and, you know, had this little lead at half time. And then, the you know, the Warriors did their third quarter thing. And then the, the Celts came back into it. And then it was just like, oh, we're just, we're not going to miss from three points. And like the, the thing with the three point shot, especially the way like, teams sort of will take most of your stuff away and basically dare you to go, okay, well, if Marcus Smart and Al Horford are going to hit over 50% of their three-point shots, well, what are we going to do? And that's sort of – that's right. There's nothing you can do if those guys can hit that 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 sort of rate. Like, yeah. you literally can't defend everything on the court. You, you have to give up something. And – you know, giving Marcus Smart lots of shots is, is at that range is is not a bad play. That's not bad schematic defense. Yeah, for sure. Do you think though that you know, obviously, you know, NBA games these days are characterized by the idea of lots of runs of threes, uh, and they can quickly they can turn ug- to ugly blowouts really quickly. Yeah, that's true in almost all sport now. Like rugby yeah. league has that problem. Like. I mean, there was a game where um, the the Warriors were equal with with Melbourne at half time, and then they got beaten by seventy points in the second half. Jesus! It happens in AFL. It happens in cricket. I mean, we just saw this morning uh, the you know, New Zealand won the toss, went into bat, and got bowled out for one hundred and thirty. Yeah, seventeen wickets or something. Yeah, seventeen wickets. And you know, Jared Kimber wrote that you know he he, he asked Crickviz what the expected wickets to fall, and uh, with that with those deliveries, and they said six. <sighs> Which tends to suggest there's kind of a – it's a mental block. It's a decision-making process. Teams that are trying to defend are, make, are much more susceptible to shitting the bed. I mean, the number of games that Manchester City won 5-0 this year uh, is in the, in the Premier League is, is astonishing. It's, blowouts are a 2022 thing as much as they are an NBA thing. And I wonder if it's a byproduct of the, of the – fucking malaise that we all find ourselves in psychologically. I don't have any evidential fucking through line to draw here apart from the observation that there seems to be a lot of it about. The other the other thing I found sort of I've been considering all afternoon, which I, I sort of find hilarious, which is Draymond is widely expe- uh, praised as this next level NBA thinker, right? You know, he's got a really smart NBA brain. And my biggest flaw with like his reputation like and you listen to the dude talk he he obviously knows <laughs> definitely more than you and I about the game but like but he he's he mm. he thinks at a level of the game but he has this massive glaring blind spot in that he thinks that him not being able to shoot is not a problem and every bit of evidence every bit of coaching evidence every bit of schematic evidence is like if you have a guy on the floor that can only hit one in twelve or two in fifteen shots, 
then they're a liability and they're going to cost their team no matter how good they are on the other end of the thing. Like, he's literally turning into Rudy Gobert, you know, great defensive player. <laughs> oh, he'd, he'd hate that so much. That's the, that's the person he'd want to turn into the least. Would you rather he had the self-awareness of Ben Simmons, though, where he would just refuses to shoot because he knows he or he genuinely believes that he's shit? Well, this is the thing, right, is that he sort of has been that all year. Like, he hasn't really shot the ball that much all year. And my thing with Simmons has always been, you know, what he needs is a coach that can convince him to say, mate, I don't care if you shoot at 20%, but you got to be out there taking those shots. you got to get those reps up because we need you to be fearless to take that shot. And, and Draymond looks spooked by the end of it. Well, it's not even the shots. It's the going to the hole. We need you to go to the hole and not be scared of, of – and we don't care if you shoot fuck all in your free yeah. throws because that, you know, that, that, that'll come and go and, and it'll write, its, you know, write itself with time. But, you know, Dre has too much confidence in his own shot, whereas uh, Simmons has next to none. The other thing that I've been sort of watching a lot in these, um, in these finals is – foul trouble and the fact that no Celtic starter had a single foul at the half was Yeah, that was really odd. And Steph had three. Three, yeah. Steph had three. But because the, that that's always been my thing about Simmons, right, is he, he could shoot 35%, but if he drew, like if he just attacked the basket because he is really good at attacking downhill and got five fouls out of the other team, like that – Sort of, it's it's almost like building up your pot in poker so that you can make big bets at the end of the game. Like you've got something to have a to play around with, and that's how I sort of view drawing fouls. Um, but I don't know whether it's the dubs just are more because of their outsidedness. But it just seems really strange that a team you have to chase around that much through screens and everything like that that you do not give up a single foul and a half. Like, yeah, I don't know. That was a really interesting whistle. It, I, I don't. I'm not going to suggest it was anything uh, nefarious or questionable, but it was a given the amount of contact and given how much how many fucking hands were placed on the likes of Steph Curry by the likes of mm. Marcus Smart. I thought that was a interesting whistle. And also, given given the fact that it was an away whistle, normally you would expect if there was going to be a rub of the rub of the whistle to invent a phrase that doesn't exist, it would happen. Uh, in favour of the home team, and it, it genuinely didn't, uh, which uh, which was it was quite peculiar, and I'm sure it's within statistical bounds of, of probability, but um, I didn't find it particularly satisfactory. I also think that was the Celtics absolutely did what they needed to do. Like they're never going to be feel fresher. Oh yeah, <laughs> than that than they will. Like this is the most break that they've had. It's the most break that they're going to get. The Warriors are going to feel. Fresher as oh, but, the game's but, you know, the, the the framing of the series, mm. there are huge gaps. I mean, game three is like a week away. Yeah, it's right. um, it's really whatever advantage the the Dubs would have had from the the Celtics being worn out, um, quite fairly, I suppose, it doesn't really carry through because there's so, such big gaps between games, um, which is fair for the Celtics, but you know, it's. Who wants it to be fair for the Celtics? I mean, they're from Boston. Green used to be my, be my favourite I mean, colour, but it's fa- fast. No, it used to be your, your favourite substance. Let's be real. It, it, will they will they flip Jordan Poole this this uh, off season? You reckon? Like for who or what? I don't know. Just 
He, I mean, it depends how he plays, but you know he's played better than this. I think he had yeah. a shit game, and, and the problem is Jordan Poole, young player, isn't entirely entirely reliable. But you could see in game two he could come out and score thirty five and and be the reason they win. That's right. He he had a miss three when they were up thirteen. Where if he buries that, like they're up sixteen, and that and, might have been. and that might have broken the back, you know. Yeah, but 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 the Celtic. That's the problem. The problem with modern basketball is that yeah. no lead is safe. Sixteen is now like a like a five point lead of old. Celtics ended up winning by twelve. Yeah. I mean, they they turned. I mean, that, that was a like a 24, 25 point turnaround in the, fi- the final quarter. Yeah. I mean, great, but you know what's the point watching any of the basketball up until the final quarter then? Yeah, it does. which has always been the point about basketball. Yeah, well, that's that's you know, you, you hit your threes, you can come back against anything. I guess is is the point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, it's definitely made it for a more fascinating series, unless the Warriors lose game two. But I just don't, I just don't see that happening. I kind of feel like the Celtics. This was the best chance for the Warriors to win a game because the Celtics were coming off a of game seven. Mm. They are playing away from home against the most fired up potential crowd you can think of. And for three quarters, the, the Celtics took the best punches that the Warriors gave them and they came back and, and wiped them. Mm. I, 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 when I saw that, that everyone on the ESPN yeah. panel had picked the, the, the dubs in seven or six or seven, that's your Will Bonds and your Magic Johnson and fucking Greenberg and whoever else, like Jalen Rose. I put thought the, put the mockers on them. The Warriors are fucked. They're doomed. They are absolutely cooked. Um, <laughs> and and you know, if, based on that, if we're going to massively overact that game, uh, Celtics in five, I think. <laughs> yeah, or you know, the next game, Marcus Smart and or you know, game three in Boston, Marcus Smart and Horford go absolutely cold, shoot like twenty two percent, and. You know the Warriors run them off the floor. Like, um... well, it might be the characteristic of any series with the Celtics in it that it tends to be incredibly flip floppy. Like the series they played against the Heat, any game was never was in no way a predictor of the game to follow. They play a game, and then the exact opposite would happen in the next game. It's, um, it's a bit like any any team that seems to play the the Oilers in the NHL. It doesn't, doesn't matter if they're a heavily defensive team; they end up playing games that finish like eight to six. Mm. And it's a bit like that with the Celtics. No matter what, who you are, if you end up playing the Celtics, you end up in this game where one game to the next it completely inverts itself. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors win by thirty in the next game, and then they get proceed to lose by thirty in the game after. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. The Celtics, as impressive as they've been away, have also been a shit home team this finals. You know, I mean, I mean, they're black men. Well, they don't feel comfable in fucking Boston. Why, why would you? <laughs> I did set that up nicely. I can say that. Can I, can I say that? I think I can say that. Look, this we Boston's really racist, you guys. Even by American standards. The the worst thing about the Celtics winning is Celtics fans. Even to their own people, they shat in Bill Russell's bed. <laughs> so you're Celtics in five. I'm. I think the Dubs are going to win the next four games. <laughs> don't, don't don't ever use the phrase "your Celtics." I don't ever want to hear that phrase on this fucking podcast, man. No. no, you could you could see this ending fairly quickly in favour of the Celtics if if we're going to overreact and, and if that's the template for the series. But I think the characteristics of any Celtic series are that the game state and the form varies wildly, and there's massive reaction and counter reaction and all that sort of stuff as you go. So 
Um, I don't think it'll be Celtics in five, but you know, I, I would I need to say a hell of a lot to think that it's it's uh, that the Dubs are going to win this because that that felt like their best punch. So certainly, you're not going to get Steph Curry hitting what was it seven threes in a quarter very often, and they've completely wasted that opportunity mm. by not defending it. Any threes of their own. It, it does feel like Kerr's got a, a a bit more to wriggle room to play with on the bench than the Celts do, though. Like. You know, he didn't really use the rookies at all. He didn't use, like, he used Porter a little bit, but not that much. I don't know. Just I used Porter <sighs> because Paul sucked. Yeah, it was more Jordan Poo. <laughs> yeah, was, he wrecked the pool party. Dropped, yes, dropped, dropped the pool. Um, dropped a dookie in the pool. Well, it's not going to be our longest basketball ever episode ever. That's for sure. Well, it's because it's been one game. Yeah. It's very hard. Well, it's been two games since we last podcasted. One was the Celtics winning and the other one was the Celtics winning. And that's not conducive to good content because the Celtics are from Boston. Um, do you want to tell me how bad uh, organisation UEFA is? Are, are they literally the worst large sporting community? In a universe where FIFA exists? <laughs> In a universe where the IOC exists? In a university where the Australian Touch Football Association exists, hey, no, settle down. Um, um, like pe- pepper spraying fans that had actually paid to, for tickets to the game. I mean, you wafer didn't really. didn't pepper spray the fans. To be fair, <laughs> it wasn't old mate fucking Infantino <laughs> out there, not Infantino, Zephyrin out there with the fucking the seat the the pepper spray. That wasn't quite how that worked. But um, yeah, that was a clown show and. The the but the thing is the French government are just furiously saying you know it, it was Liverpool fans just trying to pretend that everyone will just buy that because you know Hillsborough happened, but even in uh, in every other country they're like the French government are just talking shit out their ass. The thing is that Awafa, I'm, I'm not going to defend them, but they did. It wasn't like this was planned for very long. They threw it together at the last minute because they had to move it from about three months to put it together. You'd like to think that a, that someone like you oh, was this a, was this a Russian game? It was meant to happen in Kiev. Yeah, right. And you're not holding this game in Kiev right now. Nah, probably not. <laughs> Although, I think Wright Thompson went to Kiev just you know for a look about. Yeah, and sort of found people you know celebrating over the burnout hulks of Russian military vehicles as you would mm. because fuck those guys. Hey, um, Ukraine have made it through to the um, to the um, yeah. uh, World Cup qualifier, which is, and it's a shame they had to beat Scotland because Scotland had a wonderful, uh, had a really wonderful um, World Cup qualifying campaign and came super close, ended up in a playoff against a team that nobody wanted to see them win against, and they proceeded to not win against. So, so, um, so what have Scotland. what have FIFA done with Russia in the but World Cup? But it's a Cup? shit World Cup anyway. It's Qatar. Who gives a fuck? What, what have FIFA done with Russia in the World Cup? Have, did they qualify? Bend them. Bindum, they're not. They're, well, your wafer are responsible for figuring out who uh, who qualifies out of their own thing. But but no, they bend them. They said, "Yeah, you, you guys can fuck off." Yeah. And they've also they also sat Belarus down as well. Oh. Um, and I think in future they're not that you know Russia are done indefinitely, and Belarus are forever uh, will indefinitely being kept away from Ukraine in any qualifiers, much as they used to do with Serbia and Croatia. In the immediate aftermath of, of yeah. the Balkans War, so for most of the well, for all the nineties and then the two thousands, that they were they were kept out, kept away from each other because otherwise, you know, people tend to get in their feelings, mm. trying to do do some genocides in the crowd. That's not so good. 
Have you been watching? Are you interested at all in New Zealand versus England with uh, all the Kiwis on both sides? Excuse me, New Zealand versus New Zealand, eh? Thanks very much. <laughs> Which one's New Zealand, eh? England or New Zealand? Not sure. <laughs> That's a very good philosophical question, isn't it? It's a real question when you've got, um, I would say New Zealand alpha, because you've got, you know, some, some very strong fucking self, self-perpetuating alphas in Brendan McCullum and uh, ben, Stokes. ben Stokes. Uh, versus the likes of um, Gary Stead and, and uh, Kane Williamson, who are a bit, a bit more, uh, your, your middle management. You know, they're, they're not they're not really your, you know slap your dick on the table and say you know this is what it's about, boys. Let's go into battle. I'm not sure why you would do that. So, so who's who's coaching New Zealand at the moment? Because McCullum's gone to England and Vittori just got announced as Australia's. Uh, assistant coach. Oh, New Zealand is being coached by Gary Stead, who's been the coach for a little while. He was the, okay. he was the coach when they. He's just a, he's just a career coach, you know, like Mike Hessen, yeah. uh, who was the coach before that. And he's you know he's reliable. I mean, he's by his name, he's steady. You know, he's yeah. Um, I mean, they won the fucking they were the World Test champions in in his under his remit, and they should have won a World Cup. Yeah, it wasn't for a, a bogus overthrow rule that's been changed since. So. Yeah, I just I just find it interesting that, that this tiny little nation that's just already punching it above its weight in playing now has a, a head coach and an assistant coach in two of the biggest fucking cricket nations in the world that theoretically should have coaches coming out of their asshole, but is employing Kiwis. But you've also got McCallum there. You've got Vittori with Australia. Stephen Fleming has been in the... IPL for... I want to say CSK. He's been senior in one of those... Um, one of those big IPL franchises for a very long time. Yeah. Franchises? What the fuck am I saying? Franchises. Um, New Zealand does seem to make good coaches, but also New Zealanders are a good neutral pick. Yeah, you know, you're that's not, if right. you're picking, a, if you're picking Australian, then they, you know, there's, there's, they're going to piss everyone off. But everyone, everyone's happy with New Zealand as their, their second favourite team. So I, I don't. It was always going to be a good, a good I choice. I don't know if you saw Justin Langer. Talking about you know leaving, <laughs> he he's heated. He's an angry little brown-nosed dwarf. Uh, leaving coaching and saying I'm writing my memoirs, which everyone in Australian cricket is just joyful about. I'm sure that the, he'll be fair and balanced there. Um, but he he had this just amazing anecdote about being a butterfly or being a and I'm just like this dude is just. Absolutely angling for the after dinner circuit. <laughs> I was going to say, if only Sky News had a had a sports commentary position, I think it'd be perfect. That kind of delusional, complete unawareness of the universe would actually fit really well. I'm trying to find the quote. It is, uh, it is just fantastic. Ah, oh, Peter Fitzsimons. Peter Fitzsimons tried to say that rugby union is a much better game than the NFL. My God, um, it doesn't even matter that. What he says is complete shit because he says it because complete it's complete shit, shit, yeah. shit because it winds up the people he doesn't like. Here's the quote from Langer. I started writing. Writing? I started writing. I think that must be me reading. I, s- <laughs> I know. I also question that he can write, but apparently he can. I started so fair enough. writing this. I'll read the quote as written. I started writing this book called The Lion and the Butterfly. Lion is about leadership and the butterfly is always transforming. And when things don't go well, you've got a choice. Either you quit or you learn and get better. I read that and thought, okay, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself any longer. Let's get on with it. It being a media tour where I slag everybody off at Cricket Australia. 
Um, yes. So I said, with the support of my famous friends who I fucking brown nosed for my entire career. As I sit now, here now, I'm so happy. I've got time and I've got choice and I'm not on timetables over and over and I'm seeing. I'm so happy, <laughs> Peter. I'm happy. I'm fucking happy. Do you don't, reckon- let anyone, don't let any of those fucking cunts in that fucking team tell you otherwise. I'm fucking happy. Happy. Uh, do you reckon his family's happy? So, um, I've got some scars from the last 12 months, mostly in the back. Uh, but I'll work through those. That's life. In my darkest hour I, is where I've learned my greatest lessons. Butterfly sounds a bit theatrical, but that's where you learn. Oh, isn't that beautiful, Justin? So he's a, he's emo and angry. <laughs> oh, this, this, I reckon that book will sell really well from people wanting a laugh. Oh, look, we we could. It's, it's we, not going to be. Could, it's not going to be Steve Smith's man. We could. We could. <laughs> should, we, should this be the sequel to fucking our um our Sandpaper Gate book club of of uh, a oh, couple? We, of, we absolutely couple have of to read that. Ago. I think it's like a. So- I don't want to give him money for the fucking book though. It'll be like Maybe a. Can shoplift um, it. It'll be like a a, a a sporting version of reading bios. Like he is absolutely Andrew Stockdale, don't you reckon? Oh yeah, he's, he's definitely Andrew Stockdale. He's about uh, three foot shorter. I'm kind of hoping it'll end up in a in a fucking bargain bin oh, out in front so of QB B, QB D or somewhere. <laughs> oh, but no, there's plenty of the, the, given the side of the culture war that he's on. You know, I, mean, I don't think he's necessarily his politics are like that, but given that. He's adopted by all these people who believe that, you know, the millennials are soft and all, even though the millennials are now 42 years yeah. old. Um, you know, the, the young people have got it, you know, they, they're too much in their feelings and they all need national service and whatever else. Um, to, basically, old white guys will bite the shit out of this book because they culturally believe that, that he was wronged, even though oh, he was probably a psychopath. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, he will absolutely be you know, giving um, very expensive speeches to the board of Rio Tinto or BHP or, you know, preaching elite leadership Sportsman's and mateship nights. and whatever. Yeah, like mm. the, the dude's going to make- mateship and, and mate, mate, mating eliteship. He's, um, he's going to make bank, no doubt. Would you put him in charge of an IPL team, though? Uh, he's, got, he's got a pretty good- I suppose all you'd need to do, if you were Justin Langer, you could pitch yourself to one of these- because a lot of these teams are owned by, you know- Egotistical billionaire fuckwits, mm. and all you've got to do is basically charm them and make them believe your bu- your bullshit, and they'll put you in charge of it. Which yeah, is well, much, what- much more the case than if you're trying to get a job with a national board, where you've got to probably please a committee of provincial heads and things like that. Um, that's what Kimber always said about the CPL, right? Was that half the the choice of the captain and the coach was who did the owner want to have his photo taken with? Yeah. Uh, I think because the these IP- were the, bill- the playthings of millionaires and billionaires, aren't they? I-, I think the IPL has moved a little bit beyond that, though. I, I think it's got to the point where, but there's enough resources they keep and enough new teams in, so there's always new billionaires. Yeah, yeah. And some of those Indian billionaires are corked. I mean, Vijay Malaya, he was corked. He was a Kingfisher Air and Kingfisher Booze guy. Uh, I mean, he owned Force India Formula One team, and he was dodgy. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, th- th- just having a lot of money doesn't guarantee that you're not a munter. I mean, waves <laughs> hand in the direction of all the NBA earners. Oh, I was going to say. To the point where, you know, even 84-year-old Phil Knight, the Nike guy, looked like a better option than um, than the, the 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 artifact smuggling sister of um, of the Microsoft dude. Mm. 
for the Blazers there. But I think um, I am encouraged at least that um, Jody Allen doesn't want to sell the team. So that because was, she certainly seems to be committed. And if someone offered me two billion dollars for something, uh, I, I don't care what it is. It's one of it's like my least favorite child. I mean, I don't have to, I have to consider it. <laughs> uh, I think the NBA would probably be quite happy if you know us someone with a Nike um, uh, pedigree owned. Portland rather than Jody Allen, though. Well, Jody Allen's family ties are to Seattle. Yeah. Phil Knight's family ties are to Beaverton, Oregon, which is just outside of Portland. Yeah. That would that would be the most obvious connection to keep, to guarantee that Portland stays stays in that part of the world. The only problem with that is that Phil Knight is 84 years old. Well, and sort of- I don't know what happens after that. It, it sort of and feels. Be, I feel a like little... Phil Knight might be the Trojan fucking yeah. hood ornament. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, that's right. Like he, he's the he's the name that ties it to Portland, right? It's a little bit like the Minnesota deal yeah. where A Rod A Rod is the name, but it's the other dude that's that's putting up the cash. Well, the weird thing is, A Rod's not from A Rod's from Miami. He's not from anywhere near Minnesota. <laughs> mm. I think he just wants he just wants to run a professional sports team. Would have been better off with Derek Jeter. At least he was from Kalamazoo. Like like. A-Rod just seems like he wants to run a professional sports team. Don't you get that He just feeling? wants to do things. Yeah. He just wants to be famous. He wants to just be sleazy on the camera. The, uh, the, this is the, a man the, who had the, a fucking painting of himself as a centaur. The, the Tim Connolly equity story turned out to be not quite what we had sort of been told. It's not an equity. It's like obscene bonuses if they hit certain points in the season. Um so it's sort of like revenue equity, I guess. Um, like revenue sharing, essentially. Yeah. So thing is, though, a lot of that's out of his control because they they play in the Western Conference. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> there and are a lot of good teams there. Look, like a lot of people said, you know, the guy that stepped up for Denver is he's a you know pretty smart dude, and he would have been a, a you know a, a GM or a you know head of basketball operations anyway. But this goes back to our point that we've always said: it's it's not the fact that whether he's going to be any good. The fact is that he was number three in that organisation two years ago and their depth chart went down to a guy that was good enough to be a general manager at a franchise as their number three and now they've got a guy who is actually number three. Like They don't have a guy that's that's going to be a GM in a couple of years at number three anymore. They've probably got you know some dude who's 35 and your depth chart just gets thin pretty quick. Yeah, but it's not as though it's difficult to put together a championship squad. I mean, Rob Polinka did it. <laughs> uh, and on that note, like every other podcast, we have managed to shoehorn the Lakers in, so we should probably go. Yeah, that, that's usually it's usually fuck off home o'clock. Uh, that was the Bulls podcast. Uh, I was Doc. He was Bezo. Um, there'll be probably what a game and a half between now and when we talk to you next week because yeah. of this ridiculous final series. I think two games. Yeah, we'll get two games. We'll definitely we'll definitely have a much better feel for the series by that stage. Yeah, um, I would like to think that I would like to hope that the feel for the series isn't the feel that we've got out of game one, but because um, otherwise it will be. Uh, this will be wrapped up before we we talk to you again we'll, another two times. We'll, we'll but, be uh, talking. Uh, Falling downhill on a on a bicycle next week if if that keeps going. Well, I was going to say I'd, I'd even rather watch New Zealand get bowled out for 132 and then uh, and so on and so forth. And uh, I've, I've got more. I'm more looking forward to watching New Zealand go into bat today oh, than I am uh, uh, going into bowling again today than I am to see game two after that performance from or the fucking we'll, Like 
next week we might have pivoted completely to the NHL. <laughs> or in, it's Le Mans week, so we're going to always just talk shit about that. All right. We will talk to you next week. Catch you, dog. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This April bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Time is passing, I'm asking, could this be real? Cause I can't sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal. I'm going to go whiskey up. Absolute penis. Anyway. <laughs>